Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is sponsored by The Jordan Harbinger Show. Jordan dives into the minds of fascinating people, from athletes, authors, and scientists, to mobsters, spies, and hostage negotiators, all with the noble cause to make you a more informed, critical thinker to operate better in today's world. Jordan's also got a fun weekly segment, Feedback Friday, where he covers advice on everything from escaping a cult or psycho family situations to relationships and networking to even just asking for a raise. Point blank. Jordan Harbinger is smart, funny, and easy to listen to. You'll be pressed to find an episode without excellent conversation, a few laughs, and actionable advice that can directly improve your life. You can't go wrong with adding The Jordan Harbinger Show to your rotation. It's incredibly interesting. There's never a dull show. Search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. The various parties have made their way to hell, and it's already getting nuts. Quinny and Reginald arrived with a companion who blew up a shredder and gave away their position. Butthole landed next to Moonhammer, and they've been forced to battle a Hydra, while two mosses from different dimensions were forced to merge into one body. What will happen now? In a hell where permanent death is on the table? Find out next on Dom Doms and Dragons. Butthole, you're up first as the Hydra charges you. Um, he is uh, massive, slightly burnt, uh, heads snapping in fury. Uh, and uh, Ferdinand the Righteous uh, is 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 coming for you, Moonhammer and Bunny Hops, uh, with, with four times the rage of a single-headed creature. Um, to reset the scene, um, you are in uh, the arena. Um, there are kind of red sand buildings um, all around you and kind of a vaguely collapsed, like, you know, a classic like Mordheim board um, and or like Dwarven Forge. Like, here's a broken cityscape. Um, but think um, likely what you've seen in kind of any war-torn city um, where it's just like buildings that have been shelled or have been broken to a point where you can kind of see multiple floors. So you do have cover, um, certainly. Uh, Ferdinand does not give a shit about cover because Ferdinand is large and in charge. Um, but for those of you who are slightly less large but still very much in charge, um, there there is cover around. That said, it uh, it's one of those uh, fancy uh, sand-sculpted arenas. So um, the things are solid, but they won't hold up to much. Um, so yeah. as you saw from Ferdinand kind of plowing through the first line of them, um, if he's going fast enough, he can just crush his way through these buildings, but uh, they are there. Um, so it's like Godzilla versus scenery rules. Yeah, kind of, but like smaller, smaller Godzilla. Um, yeah, how uh, big is Ferdinand? If I want, yeah. To try so to Ferdinand this. is. Um, I'm imagining him as like if you take the the body of like a um, uh, a Brachiosaurus, but shrink it by a little bit. So just kind of like big, massive, uh, like bean of a body, or like a lemon, <laughs> just like a giant dino lemon. Um, with kind of those like those big beefy uh oh you know what uh, an elephant elephant's the right size i was like all i could think of were dinosaurs because i'm secretly a four-year-old child um <laughs> but uh there's actual creatures in the world Tyler's today losing his mind <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> So it's a lemon it's dinosaur. It's like a smaller Brachiosaurus lemon or an elephant. It's, it's, 
don't edit the shows oh. anymore. <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, I think I've the descriptions. Everything else I'm going to be like, I don't know. It's a so stick an, figure a with a three-headed sword. dragon element. Oh my and god! I, I yeah. So four okay. uh, four heads coming off oh, uh, the Dino Lemon elephant body. Um, wearing the suit. Uh, the heads. Um, I think you, we can safely say are um, roughly um, sort of horse head sized. So like. Big, um, big and snappy, but um, also small enough for, say, a Moonhammer to get a headlock on if a Moonhammer were so inclined. Uh, I'm just going to scale everything now based on lemons, Moonhammer grappling. Yeah, uh, how many lemons is it? Yeah, it, it's well, if are it's we like a dino or regular. Yeah, well, if it's a dino lemon, it's got to be smaller. So think like a small dino lime. Uh, but if yeah. it was a human sized lemon, that would be like several satchels of lemons. Um, possibly as much as you need to say to uh, prevent scurvy on a boat. Uh, so you know, just these very relatable 2021 yes, uh, yes. metaphors for us to imagine in our theater of the uh, imagination. I mean, now I think we need a 3D printed mini of this because I don't know what else we're doing with our lives. So uh, great, the uh, the lemon fin uh, comes rushing at you, uh, head snapping. Um, you, again, uh, you guys kind of leapt off of the sort of central uh, plateau in the middle of the arena. So now you're kind of down on ground level. Um, you and Moonhammer are up, uh, doing it almost back-to-back, but not quite. Uh, Ferdinand is not far from you, um, unfortunately. He's he's coming in pretty pretty hot. Uh, also, literally, because of the hot snakes. Um, yeah. <laughs> Butthole, what do you do? Okay, so knowing Ferdinand's closing in and going to be honest right away, uh, I think Butthole just... It's that that moment in the movie when it's the slow-mo and like an action movie is the villain is running forward. So Ferdinand's coming forward and Butthole is just slowly starting to drift to the right. Uh, and Moonhammer's looking all cool with hammer strands. He's got his hammer up. Uh, and I'm going to say uh, name of the game from the Blade 2 soundtrack starts playing, if you remember that song at all. Or it's like... Bah, 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 By the bah, Crystal bah, bah, Method. Bah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> That's, that's, that's the name of the game. Yeah, and go. just before the first name of the game, I was like, listen, all you motherfuckers, <laughs> all you hear is blue flame. Uh, so he separated himself with his like, move to the right, so Ferdinand might have to choose a target so the other mm. can hit him in the flank. Uh, but he raises his hammer over his head and farts, and it's, it's fucking... Uh, I hope it's majestic. I do not know how cleric powers work when you're standing next to the god who may not be a god anymore, but he's going for it anyways. <laughs> Yeah, uh, hoping so, to spark it off the site. I will say, despite um, Moonhammer's uh, untimely, uh, well, not untimely because you, you planned it, uh, timely death, um, the deification powers are still active for you, uh, Ryan. I'm not going to depower you yet again after uh, so many depowerings in a row. Yeah. Um, I think what's what's important to remember is like the the kind of like essence of Moonhammer continues to linger, not unlike uh, the flatulence for which she stands uh, in a room with mm-hmm. no windows. Um, so you're still able to draw on it. Uh, it's just um, sort of faded. So like it's still there. The uh, the worshippers of Moonhammer can still kind of call on that power, um, but it's not as as uh, as sort of fervent as it once was. Like it's not like when you first got powered up by her again and did your like little Shrek transformation. Like it's. It's not this that is, powerful, but like you still got you still got the power. This is back to the original butthole when like the goddess might not be real. There were questions, mm-hmm. but Precisely. The power yeah, still yeah. The cool, power cool. of your belief has always been strong enough to kind of pseudo power these things anyway. So like aces. So because of the cool music, then he rips a hell of a fart. It's way longer than when when he's done this spell before. Like mm-hmm. it's almost a full three seconds, and it's just like a vortex of flame uh, sparking off his hammer to go hit the hydras in the face. I think he's aiming for the heads because he wants to try to get them a little bit thrown off. So let's see what happens because I have to look up how this spell works because I haven't used it for two years. Uh, okay, it's a DC. 17 deck save for the creature. I love those deck saves on poor 17. Ferdinand. Oof. Yeah, uh, I got 13 and I get Shit. plus zero. So when did that's blue a blue flame gets so good. <laughs> well, it was always good at hitting, but it turned out that it gets upgraded as the levels go on. So it will do uh it'll do nine damage, but that's real low because it does 3d8 radiant now. Oh hey. Damn. You're working so your way up to damage. a first level Eldritch Blast. I'm very impressed. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, okay, great. Uh, yeah, nine damage is, is solid on this guy. That's the every every I 
I assure you every little bit counts. Uh, oh, great. great. <laughs> so uh, the flame splashes against uh, the the creature uh, as uh, name of the flame uh, cool. plays in the background. Um, yeah, it uh, it kind of like stumbles as as it runs, um, but it's uh, it its heads are still locked uh, on Moonhammer. It knows to win the redeification games. Uh, it's gotta it's gotta take take her out. So uh, a distracting hit, but uh, it is still focused on Moonhammer. Moonhammer, uh, you're up. So you've watched uh, the um, kind of uh, Fruits of your labor, I suppose, of 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 uh, you know uh, your your mighty cleric unleashing powers that you've inspired and and given rise to. Um, so you've dusted yourself off. You've wiped the sweat off your hammers. Um, uh, you're ready to rock and roll. So uh, since this is your first time playing Moonhammer in a while, uh, just give you a quick rundown uh, on the sorts of powers you can expect uh, that you've got. Uh, so, um, as I mentioned, uh, previously, you're living that sweet, sweet barbarian life. So there's a couple options, um, that, uh, you can use, uh, to avoid, uh, the unfortunate mishap of, of, uh, the one in four yesterday that landed you, uh, face down in the dirt. Um, so as a barbarian, uh, you can do, uh, you can be reckless if you want. And what reckless means is you're like, fuck this. Uh, you can hit me all you want. Cause I'm pretty sure I can hit you harder. Uh, which means that you, uh, you're easier to hit but you also get to roll all of your attack rolls twice and pick the better one. So you can choose that if you want. Uh, alternatively, you can fly into a rage that will give you bonuses to strength checks uh, as well as uh, giving you additional damage because you're just full of fury. Uh, and you get to do uh, five of those uh, a day. So you've got a bunch of them, so don't don't feel like you need to be stingy with them. Uh, just options available to you. Otherwise, I'm open to suggestions as to what you'd like to do as this uh, now twice burnt Hydra rushes towards you. Okay. I know what I want to do, but um, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to do that within the confines of the game. <laughs> totally fair. Tell me what you want to do, do and I'll tell you how we can do it. Okay. <laughs> can I just like describe it? Yeah, please, please. <laughs> okay. So, um, I want to give, first of all, a little, like, acknowledging nod to Butthole. Like, yeah, okay, that was pretty good, you know? <laughs> like, using the farts and stuff. Just give him, like, a nice acknowledging nod. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to stare down the Hydra. I want to, like, tuck my head down because I'm just going to run full speed, like, straight at the Hydra. Okay, amazing. So we're going for, like, a, like a juggernaut style, like, head down, like run and plow yeah just use all those veiny muscles to just really punch punch through okay great um so uh i'm gonna say um your nod of approval uh is going to uh grant uh the the ability of bless uh to butthole uh so uh butthole oh. you're so inspired by this small act of affirmation um moonhammer clearly understands the value of positive uh reinforcement and encouragement <laughs> Um, I think I saved Moonhammer's life and I did not get this much approval. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it's it's been a while. Things things have changed. She's she's yeah. Mad Max. I need, yeah. I need some help now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she already died uh, once. The stakes adds, have never been higher. Bless adds one D four. Yes. Think, so you'll be able to add one D four to a uh a skill check of any sort, which I believe right. involves uh attacking as well if you're so inclined. And then, Alyssa, um, in terms of your attack, uh, that sounds reckless to me because you're you're literally just being like, I'm going to run headfirst into you as hard as I can. Um, so what that means is um, uh, I'm going to have you roll your attack dice. So the, the D20s, uh, if you grab those. Um, and your, uh, what I'm going to have you do is uh, you get two attacks. And normally this would be like two swings of the hammer. We're going to treat this just as like, plowing in and then just punching for like running in punching and headbutting uh just going for like a, a full assault it'll be kind of counted as as these two attacks um the rules are often very restrictive in terms of uh, or prescriptive rather in terms of like what they say you're technically doing we don't need to worry about that so much i would always rather hear you describe an awesome attack and be like cool well that still just counts as like whatever it is on your sheet but like that's much more fun to me than like i attack okay great uh cool and um uh, yes, I do three points of damage. Oh, very good. Okay, well, he's taken three points. Like, fuck that noise. I run into his <laughs> gut, and he, like, vomits fire because I hit him hard enough. Um, yeah, I like here. to, like, continue on 
this attack? Like, can mm -hmm. I add to it? Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. If so, okay. yes. Uh, there is actually a way we can do that. So, of course. Great. <clears throat> so, let's go ahead and uh, just roll to see kind of how you do uh, out of the gate. So, if you could roll me, please, a d20. Um, so, 20-sided die. Uh, and you're going to roll that twice and pick the better of the two. Okay. I got 16 on the first one and 7 on the second one. Cool. So, we'll go with a 16. And then your attack bonus is plus 9. Uh, so, that brings us up to a 25. So, you definitely hit. Okay. Uh, sweet. <laughs> Like by a lot, uh, okay. so that's great. Um, so you uh, you plow into uh, Ferdinand as you know the uh, the bag of lemon sized heads start snapping at you. Uh, you kind of uh, ignore them entirely as you you plow uh, plow into his gut. So let's go ahead and roll your damage, and then we'll see how you continue the attack. Okay. So your damage is a d twelve, so a twelve sided die, and then I believe you are adding. Five, but I could be mistaken. It should say under your. Uh, it, it, I've listed it as uh, as your hammers there, but uh, it should. Um, I, I'm also just pulling your sheet up. So one sec. Da, da, Which da. one is it? Sorry. Uh, under yes, it's plus five. So uh, where it says hammer swing, um, we're just using those statistics, even though you're not hitting with a hammer. So it's one d twelve plus five. So roll your d twelve and then add five, please. See, Moonhammer is a hammer herself, so it's mm -hmm. all hammers. Well, it's a hammerhead gesture. Like, it really, this all... It's hammers all, all the way down. Yep. Okay, so it's uh, 11 plus 5, so it's 16. Oh, damn. Nice. That is a solid hit uh, on uh, Dear Sweet Ferdinand. Um, okay, fantastic. So you plow in, uh, and you hear those unholy screeches that uh, are its, its voice. Uh, you still have another attack. But you mentioned that you wanted to kind of press the advantage. What would you ideally oh. like to do? Do you want to try and hit it for more damage? Do you want to try and like grab it and run with it? Um, oh. What uh, what madness would you like to get up to? So I wanted to just like punch it so hard in the gut that my hammer like literally goes through its chest. And when I go to pull out the hammer, it like gets stuck on its rib cage. <laughs> <laughs> mm, okay. Yeah, I'm into like that. Yeah. Pull really hard and like pull out some of its frame. Yeah. Okay. I like this. So you're going for like a full <laughs> Mortal Kombat fatality. Like, I, I, we have to have an x ray cam to understand what's going on. <laughs> um, the rating just went up by like several degrees. Uh, I love it. But it's also educational because we're getting an anatomy lesson. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now we are selling some sick mugs. And it is so easy. All because we use Shopify. <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. It'll help you turn browsers into buyers because it has the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, which means curious people are more likely to buy from you. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. One of the big problems Shopify solved for us was international shipping. Our shipping prices, if people were outside of the U.S., were through the roof. But the moment we switched over to Shopify, we were able to choose where our orders were being fulfilled from in different places, which meant shipping could be cheap for all of our fans everywhere around the globe. So if you were even thinking about opening a store, sign up now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S. If you open a store with Shopify, you're going to be hearing that sound a lot. Greetings, loyal citizen of the conglomerata. It is I, your beloved CEO, Grayson Typhus of Typhus Industries, and I am here today to dissuade you from joining a rebellious element that seems to be growing, the Dum Dums and Dice Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. These hilarious and heartwarming rebel elements are attempting to bring down our dystopian regime, and we simply cannot have that. I'm told that rebels are flocking to this Patreon and joining for as little as $1 a month. That gives them access to other rebels in a Patreon-only Discord where they can discuss all the things that have happened in the shows. For $5, you can get an ad-free feed, but who would want that? After all, ads are the best part of the show. 
And at higher levels, you can even create an NPC of your very own and get your name in the closing credits. And that part I can get behind. After all, recognition is great. But you're not a rebel, are you? No, you would much rather be crushed under the boot of industry titans like myself. So carry on with your Patreon-free life. Unless, of course, you want these wonderful stories to continue, in which case, me and my regulators will see you soon. So go ahead and roll your attack to punch in. Um, so that's going to be uh, same deal. So two uh, d20s, um, roll them both and pick the best of the two. And then we're going to add nine to uh, the highest. So uh, it's 14. Okay, great. So that'll definitely hit. Uh, so go ahead and roll your d12 uh, and add five again. And then we'll see Wait. how much ribcage you can rip out. As, do I, I? Sorry, 14 plus nine, I guess. And yeah. then, yeah. okay. Um, and then, sorry, the D12 yeah. is two. Two? Okay, and then we're adding five. So seven damage, and your uh, hammer punches through the scales uh, and gets lodged inside. Uh, unfortunately, though, I mean, Moonhammer, you've, you've punched through a bunch of things in your day, and you know what getting hooked on the inside of a rib cage feels like. And unfortunately, because you're not particularly familiar with the complex uh, physiology of hydras, um, you, you just don't think you quite got there. So like you can feel your, your hammer, which I guess being porous probably has feeling sensation somehow, oh. like scraping the bottom of a rib cage. <laughs> and you're like, oh God, like it's just, it's, it's fucking classic, right? <laughs> Typical Monday, just like, it's not quite hooked. Um, so, uh, I'm going to be on, sick. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, so is Fred, uh, Ferdinand, um, so uh, you're you're trying to sort out how you can hook this. Uh, I'm going to give you two options on your next turn. So think about this while, while we jump to other people. You can either attempt to hook the rib cage while you're in there, or you can pull out and try again. Um, I'll leave that to you to think about because on your turn, you're going to have to roll a check to see <laughs> whether you're able to do that or whether your arm is stuck, just, you know, uh, tangled up in guts uh, as, as one does. So give that a think. But yeah, right now you're elbow deep in... In Hydra. <laughs> Hail Hydra. Uh, all right. Um, we cut to uh, the um, <clears throat> field of uh, of ribbons um, as the threshers and the shredders begin to uh, converge on the flaming wreckage of their compatriot. Uh, Reginald and Quinny, uh, you dove for cover. Um, Vex uh, looks... You can see her like look from the the burning wreckage to all the other ones and just kind of do like a a full like Jackie Chan oh no take where she kind of like puts her hands to her head um and then kind of just mouths I am so sorry and then she just ducks back under the uh under the paper um <clears throat> and you can see like kind of like the paper shift as she starts to like commando crawl away because she's directly in the line of of these things that are converging on you. Um, you likely have uh, uh, only a few moments until the Threshers uh, reach you. Now, that said, they saw it explode. They didn't necessarily see you. Um, so everyone is converging on this site, but it's a little bit like in a stealth video game when you blow some shit up and you aren't immediately seen. Everyone's got like the yellow uh, exclamation marks or question marks above their heads, but they're not red yet. So they're doing that like scanning for you kind of thing. Uh, you have a couple moments to decide what to, or not to decide what to do, but to do something uh, to prepare for their arrival. What do you do? Uh, uh, is there anything on the shredders that is either a ranged weapon or that is like not ground bound? Uh, ground bound meaning like the actual thresher machines with all all the sites. Well, yeah, whatever the dangers are, is there anything in the air that they would prevent send danger to? Uh, no, no, no. So they are um, they are uh, dressed like Shredder from the Ninja Turtles. If he didn't have cool ninja gear on, he instead just had like an ill-fitted uh, City Works jumpsuit. So it's still like the Shredder gauntlets and like the bitch and Shredder masks, but then just over like really kind of uh, uh, formless, a little bit baggy, like kind of one-size-fits-all uh, uh, jumpsuits. Um, so uh, like, and they... You can see that they have a variety. Um, each of them has a multi-bladed um, shredding tool, in addition to their their gauntlets. Um, and I sorry, I should say they also have them on their shins. Like this is straight up just shredder, but 
worse. Um, but on uh, on their backs, they have these things that um, think like a push lawnmower. So like a long stick with um, just a bunch of uh, basically like a mini thresher. So their jobs are like kind of get out. And if there's anything that's stuck, they just kind of run run it over. As a, as a combat weapon, uh, this thing would fucking suck to get hit with because it's just like many blades. It, uh, it's like trying to clean a blender, you know? It's just not a great situation. Uh, but they have no ranged shit uh, and they have no aerial shit because they've never had to defend their threshers before. No one cares about these guys. They just, they're, they're out here like doing city work. They're not, they're not spoopy as far as you can tell. You don't know what they okay, look like under the things. Reginald is hiding. I'll turn to Quinny and go, okay, so I can absolutely just fly us the hell out of here if you want. Otherwise, do you have a plan? I was going to look for exits. Yeah, like well, this isn't where we need to be. <laughs> this is just a good starting point. All righty, then let me show you an exit. Uh, and he takes out a gem and cracks it and just snorts the magic right out of it. Uh, and you <laughs> just see him get like weirdly taller and a little bit thinner and spindly. And then he just reaches out and is like, climb on. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, what about Vex? Uh, recovering coward. Uh, and then he just starts floating 20 feet up into the air. So I have a flight speed of 20 feet per uh, per like per action or whatever. So I would like to fly away from this combat. <laughs> okay. So just so I'm understanding this correctly, in terms of your transformation, did you like... Is this like a Veruca Salt situation in like Charlie the Chocolate Factory where you just get to float, but you became like skinnier? Well, I think it's always like he always changes his appearance a little bit when he gets drugged mm -hmm. up. So this one's just vaguely avian. So imagine like oh, a 25% okay. shift towards Gary. Uh, and now he's yeah, 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 yeah. just got, got a slightly more Slender Man thing going on. Yeah. That's fucked up. Uh, okay. <laughs> Cool. I have an hour worth of this. However, yeah. I can only move 20 feet. So theoretically, if I don't go high enough, the shredders could just walk. And <laughs> yeah, this is 100%. I think what's going on. Um, uh, Ryan, I'm going to need a, uh, I think a, <laughs> I'm going to say constitution rather than strength. Um, because uh, I don't think you've ever done this with a passenger. Like you've gained the ability to fly, but. You've That's got a, a Quinny on you. I agree. Um, Let me see if I get disadvantage on that. There's always disadvantages <laughs> to these powers. <laughs> what, what do you mean? Talking? Taking performance-enhancing drugs has some kind of downside? Since when? I know, exactly. That's why I think this is bullshit. <laughs> Look, I know several Olympic commissions that would agree with you that this is bullshit. Okay, no, I'm, I'm all right. So why not see, just so. let Russia win? Huh? <laughs> let's see if this constitution save goes. Oh, that's not bad. That's a 19. Okay. All right. Um, so uh, <laughs> you begin to float gently away, um, and uh, you hear um, one of the uh, the shredders just go, "Hey, that looks like the guys who wrecked our thing, baby. Let's get them!" And then they all start trundling after you. But again, they are wearing like ill-fitted jumpsuits, so they can't exactly run. Um, so they're, they're just kind of clomping <laughs> along behind you as you slowly drift away, but they yeah, also they can't chase particularly well. <laughs> Reginald's going to look to Quinny in his arms and be like, okay, so I got about an hour. I think they might get tuckered out, but uh, if we can see something that's like an obstacle, like a, a lake they would have to go around or like a river of lava they can't cross or something, that's kind of where we want to go. Uh, so Quinny, as, uh, you find yourself, um, uh, your mind is immediately sort of cast back uh, to your days as a navigator uh, aboard the uh, the pirate vessel uh, of of that was later uh, revealed to be Moby Death, the undead whale. But um, uh, you uh, you know you you know what to look for. You've been in situations like this before. Um, so go ahead and roll. Uh, I think we'll say perception um but i will give you advantage both from having been here before and um from your your time being an, an expert navigator i think you you actually have that ability written down somewhere but it's been a couple yeah. years a couple uh, years yeah geez. yeah uh that's a uh, 18 18 uh yeah. okay so in looking around um there's a like the the fields of shredded paper kind of go in in every direction uh in almost a uh a somewhat um uh Jesus, what's the term I'm looking for? It's not beautific, but just kind of that rolling pastures 
uh, like normally be like rolling green hills and um uh it's that but just shredded paper <laughs> um and right. uh in the in the distance uh, you can see uh smoke from kind of like an incinerator of some sort uh you can smell pulp on the air uh there seems to be a, a sort of a mulching plant somewhere nearby pastoral that's what i was looking for a pastoral right. scene of paper um but uh, in the direction that you guys are very slowly floating like the house from up, um, you can see uh, that <clears throat> there is a, a line of um, sort of large uh, dump trucks that are dumping um, sort of paper to be shredded. Uh, and you can see a bunch of shredders not wearing the, the gauntlets um, or the helmets. <clears throat> who are are kind of like sorting stuff and like moving it around and basically it, it almost looks like the, um, the the sorting and staging site uh for the fields and um even though theoretically these are all allies to the people chasing you the odds of them being able to just like there'll be enough chaos that you guys should be able to float past uh also the people there likely have no idea that you've done anything untoward so that would seem to be the biggest distraction near you unless you want to move away from the filing cabinet city toward uh, the endless horizon of paper. Yeah, no, I don't really want to go that way. Yeah, I don't um, want you to either. That's why I described it so bleakly. <laughs> uh, looking down, what does uh, Vex's situation look like? Does it does, <clears throat> like seeing kind of almost like a, a like a top down like map view of like the Thresher's positions mm -hmm. versus Vex's? Does it look like Vex has a, a a way out? Yeah, yeah, they're they're fully distracted by you guys. Um, the the Threshers themselves have turned to give chase, but they're slower than the Shredders, so it's just like a slow lumbering chase away from the scene. Um, but yeah, you can see Vex kind of peek out from under the paper. Uh, she gives you a quick wave uh, and a smile, um, and then she just kind of like full on cartoon like like Bugs Bunny <laughs> leaping dives into the paper um, okay. and uh, and disappears. But yeah, uh, I think uh, <clears throat> sort of one rogue to another. It, it was very much like a "I'll catch up," like you you guys go kind of kind of thing. Not like a "Oh no, you fucked me, you <laughs> fucked me." Yeah, I just wanted to make sure. Okay, uh, so going to just like shrug, like all right, uh, to the uh, to the city, I guess. Okay, so. How how are we gonna like find about it? now? Honestly, because he's sort of like now it's just autopiloting, moving twenty <laughs> feet per yeah. every six seconds. He's like, okay, so we kind of have some time. So like, what what's our plan after we get free from these guys? Because like, we gotta find Manny, and we gotta gotta find Manny. I, I mean, I've got a pretty good hunch that he lives there or rules that if he's the new king of hell, which is a whole fucked up thing. Okay, um, and I could stab him with the piss god, but I mean, will, will you kill him, piss god? Uh, and he holds the scythe in his hand so we can hear the piss god. Um, and uh, Sun Scythe is just like, uh, well, I mean, uh, if I can, yeah, but if, if he's the king of hell, I mean, that's, that's, I, I don't know if I can. Also, if you've got contracts and stuff kicking around, I don't know if killing him is really going to stop any of that. Odds are he'll okay. just pop up back here and be angrier. Sunsight you know, has got this on in hand, right? Just, just uh, Quinny, can you also try touching the scythe? We haven't tried this, and I think there might be a way to do like a three-way call. And I'll uh, just hold it out so Quinny okay. can also put a hand on the scythe. Put my hand on the scythe. Okay, can, uh, can you? Hi, I am the god Sun Scythe. Hello, new friend. Oh. Hey, was that piss earlier? Uh, yes, yes, I'm... Ah, uh, damn it. Yeah, look, look. Normally I, I only my use hand it back. offensively. <laughs> where, where'd it go? Is he still here? I was going to say, I normally use it as an attack, but I was pissed off. On. Okay, hey, you're back. All right. Yeah, listen, sorry about that. Uh, it's normally an attack uh, an attack spell, but uh, I found out that my sister got killed and I was real mad about it. So, sorry. Uh, it'll, it'll, I mean, yeah, it'll... It'll evaporate. It's it's hot here. Look, I can't kill. If we kill the god, he'll just pop back up here, I think. Uh, as long as he holds the uh, the throne of hell. Uh, he's not a god. He's a king. Well, he's uh, like a demon king. Okay, well, that's a, a different story. He's a demon king. I thought he was some kind of god. No, well, I, don't, I, mean, I don't think he's a god. Unless that's what he's working towards. We don't know much other than he has a lot of faces and he's a fucking asshole. Yeah. yeah. Hey, look, uh, you know, it's like, as it is, the... Two, th two of us? Three of us? I don't know. Maybe Vex will show up, and that'll make four. Uh, we, we're going to need some more hands on deck here. Look, I got a buddy that died. 
and I'm pretty sure he was expecting to come here because Moonhammer ruled this place. So I don't know the timeline of like when Moonhammer died versus when this guy died and where he went. But if uh, which buddy? Well, butthole Farch. He looks kind of like you. Oh man, everybody talks about that guy. Though he's so great, I bet he's a dick. He is, but you know he grows on you after a couple seasons. Um, <laughs> like fall and winter, or are we talking like a spring summer kind of situation? I mean, I don't. I think it was summer <laughs> when we oh. met. I can't remember. I understand. Okay. Yeah, it's easy to it's easy to like people in the summer. That's actually it's a funny story. That's uh that's why Moonhammer and I let the captain hang out with us in the first place. That was a big fucking mistake. You should never trust that guy. That, uh, oh yeah, the sunset knows the captain. The captain might be a later problem, but still definitely a problem. We got. Yeah, oh, he's a problem, all right. Hope he's not down here. Oh wait, is he down here? If he's so he's not me. down here. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Me too. We are not cowards. Okay. Oh uh, <laughs> if so- if a scythe could have shifty eyes looking towards Reginald, <laughs> <laughs> it just like twists slightly in your hand, <laughs> glinting yeah, back and forth. The, the little lightsaber blade Papa thing just turns on its own at the end, and that's <laughs> yeah, where it yeah, can exactly. look from. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, so we got to find your friend Butthole. I don't think wandering around hell asking people where we can find Butthole will end well for any of us. No, uh, he usually makes his presence known. I'm just saying keep keep your eyes out for him. I think we need to just infiltrate the city. We need to figure out how this place works, where Manny is, right? Like, I mean, my hunch would be that. And he just points to, like, the tallest, like, obelisk on the horizon. Yeah, there's a very clear, <laughs> like... Um, it, it's, uh, think kind of like a, a Gondor-esque situation where there's kind of like one big kind of central, um, very clear, like, okay. So it's like incredibly obvious. Like we're just like, ah, that one. Yeah. Yeah. There's, <laughs> so there's like a the clear ruler stack and then tower, there are smaller yeah. ones, um, kind of, uh, in rings around it. So it's like a, a circular stack of, uh, filing cabinets, uh, around one kind of massive, massive yeah. one. Okay. okay. So we, we can make our way that way. Yeah. And then, I don't know, we try to do... All of my tactics are horde tactics, so they sound really terrible. But then again, everybody here is in hell, so they kind of deserve it. I don't know, we could kidnap some people who look important and then, like, torture them for information. We could uh, well uh, maybe maybe capture a demon. They seem fucking awful and make them do stuff to tell us what's going on. Like, If this guy is, like, a new ruler, all right? Yep. Go with me on this. He's a new ruler. You think he's kind of, init- like, instituted some kind of, like laws or like new laws or new new creed or whatever for this place because it looks super different so i'm assuming that's thinking like horde yeah 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 that people are going to be pissed off that everything's different so we could just find some pissed off person and be like we'd like to join your team and then stab 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 new king yeah generally when there are rules there are rule breakers uh and if this guy's in charge people that break his rules could be our allies uh tom mcgee I would like to use my criminal contact skill to see if I know anyone in hell. <laughs> oh, baby. Wow. Damn, son. That's what I get for taking a moment to write down a couple of names of things I might need eventually. I'm not prepared. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You sure do. Um, uh, all right. So, you know, um, <laughs> there's a... Uh, a kind of like uh, lesser temptation demon named Peeps McFadden, um, <laughs> who you used to um, uh, go to for for uh, uh, information, kind of about the, the comings and goings of some of the archdukes and, and archfiends down here. Um, Peeps McFadden is uh, think like um, uh, Mike Wazowski from uh, Monsters Inc., but if he'd spent some time in jail. Uh, so he's got like a single a, a single tear tattoo like under his big central, his central eye. eye. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's like he's super jacked, but his arms are still tiny. <laughs> They're just very muscly. Um, okay. And um, yeah, uh, Peeps um, used to um, run a, a pleasure den uh, uh, called um, uh, Peeps on the Cheeps. Oh, my God. So Peeps on the Cheeps um, was in what used to be uh, kind of the red light district of um, uh, Duella's hell. 
that said, Duel as Hell was was much different than this. Um, you can see as as you're floating, kind of in the distance, the uh, amidst uh, a lot of these paper piles, you can see the low lying buildings. Um, I think you pretty much stayed to uh, Duella's capital city. I don't think you spent a lot of time no. out of it. Um, it's it's becoming clearer and clearer now that I was being sent by Manny to kill people to like destabilize the region so that he could like come in and take over. You are correct. Yeah. Um, so uh, Pandemonium is her uh, her kind of capital city. Uh, and you spent a lot of time in Pandemonium. You stayed away from the exterior places uh, from what you've been told from your companions uh, since your escape from hell. Uh, it would seem that you were destined for kind of one of these lesser spots that are actually like not that bad, just kind of like inconvenient hells, um, given the uh, the redemption you'd earned from your heroic sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can see those buildings that you always kind of had an ill feeling about. Um buried uh, under the papers now um seemingly abandoned um so you you get a rough sense of kind of where where these outskirts were um but uh you're also really not sure if peeps on the cheaps is still even there because the the landscape is so drastically different but uh if it is um uh peeps owes you a favor uh from back in the day um so he might be the the guy to talk to okay um <clears throat> I relay I relay this to, to Reginald. There's nothing salacious or like and no need to be secretive about it. Um uh and and basically uh, uh just point in the like I try to kind of gauge like uh, this place is really different, but uh, that that kind of area, uh peeps might be down there if you wanna, you know, we get some local intel going. Great. So Reginald, yeah, fly past their distraction, and then he'll just head that direction. I think he's very on board for this plan. Sure. Uh, we will need to deal with that distraction, though. Uh, but we oh, will course. deal with that in a moment. Because as you start to approach, um, one of the uh, the Shredder's uh, filing just says, uh, Hey, guys, uh, were we expecting a balloon man today? And uh, the, uh, the four-person kind of comes in and says, Nope, not till tomorrow. They look up like, Hey, you! Balloon fella. What's the password? What? No. Well, it's a health and safety inspection. Just carry on. Uh, Tyler, get ready to roll some dice when we get back to you in a minute. Um, Juniper, uh, you find yourself uh, floating in in a void. Um you don't really seem to have uh, a body per se, but you do have a sense of self. Um, you, as you kind of look around, um, oddly, you can see shimmers, um, almost like uh, floating lights around you. Uh, and in them, you recognize uh, some of your other personas. You see Grandpa Warwick. Um, you, uh, you see Echo. Um, you see Juniper um, sort of floating. And as uh, as your eyes adjust to this kind of uh, non-space, um, you also recognize Old West Moss and her iterations. Although for her, uh, the personas seem to be um, a part of her her kind of uh, floating aura rather than distinctly separate. Um, and uh, in this space, you kind of hear, uh, almost as though you're underwater, uh, the voice of Rhett um, just sort of saying, uh, all right, so uh, there's no good way to explain where you are, so just bear with me. This needn't be permanent. If you find yourself back in, in your original earthly body, you you may choose to return, you may choose to continue to be one. What's important for me and to make sure that, uh, well, you know, reality doesn't unfold is that here there is only one of you because this hell can only accommodate one of, of anyone. If there are multiples here, everything kind of shreds. So for now, the two must become one. Um, and... Uh, Juniper, you can almost, even though he's not with you, you almost feel his his gaze turn on you. Um, and he says, um, Juniper, uh, Moss here never had your persona. 
It is something new that you will add to the mix. As you know, Moss also suffered a, a grievous injury in her world that has altered her state of being somewhat. As you merge with her, so too will this merge with you. As the two of you become one, your memories will become hers, hers will become yours, and the line between you will blur. Now, again, this is reversible down the road, if you so desire, uh, but that's really none of my business. Uh, Retcon is only here for this particular piece of the business. Beyond that, it's up to you. Um, mechanically, what this will mean is uh, as your essence merges with Old West Moss's essence, um, you're going to kind of essentially take on the persona of Juniper is going to, in a way, uh, almost become, you can think of it mechanically as a, a druidic uh, shapeshift form. So rather than your traditional, hey, like I, I'm a shapeshifter, I can, I can, you know, change shapes and I have all this sort of stuff. Um, one of the rules uh, on uh, the combat wheelchair, which of course Old West Moss uses, is that when you take on a beast form, uh, the chair merges with you. And I think the best way to think about this is that as your state of being merges with Old West Moss's state of being, um, with tremendous effort, you will be able to transform your entire self into an aspect of your sort of current Juniper and like sort of OG Juniper. So yeah. if you want to become Echo or Juniper or Grandpa Warwick or any of these things, it's a conscious force of effort uh, that will also be uh, admittedly um, a huge strain on you and uh, uh, rather painful um, because essentially okay. rather than Old West Moss, who is um, in her chair permanently because of uh, the way her body works now, uh, modern moss, it'll be almost more like um, a weakening disease or something that has um, just caused uh, causes tremendous fatigue very quickly. So okay. you'll be able to fully morph for a time. We're going to say this is a once uh, once per long rest situation. Mm. Um, and the best way to think of it is, again, in those druidic transformation forms. I certainly don't want to imply that Old West Moss uh, – is suddenly able to do things she wasn't previously able to, but more so that by merging with current Moss, uh, a new sort of suite of transformational abilities is available to both of you. Okay. Um, you also hear old, uh, old West Moss uh, in your head kind of say, um, well, uh, listen, my main concern is, is getting all my people back, but it seems to me that, uh, you know, if what happened to my world happens to any of those other worlds, it, it's kind of a moot point. Uh, and it, it seems to me like you kind of know what's going on here in a way I, I don't necessarily. So I'm, I'm willing to let you kind of take the uh, the driver's seat, as it were, uh, for a bit. I'll, I'll be here to help you, but uh, it seems like you've got a better grasp of what's going on out here, and I'll help you where I can, but um, I'm happy to let you drive the bus for a bit, if, if that makes sense to you. Well, sure, but what, I mean, like we're, we're, we're equal partners in this, right? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Look, we we okay. shook on it. I just I, I want to be clear. Yeah, no, I, I I take your word as I mean, look, it seems to me that I'm I'm kind of talking to myself here, so I, I don't doubt your intentions whatsoever. Uh, but it would just seem to me that I'm gonna be of a lot less use to you because uh well, quite frankly, my world was pretty small a few days ago and now it's awful big. So until uh, I get a better lay of the land, uh why don't we let uh, Juniper uh kind of be our, our face for the world and uh and I'll help out where I can. Okay. Just, I just know that I'm sure you have like a lot to offer. Oh yeah, no, I'm not saying I don't. I'm just uh, kind of confused and a little terrified right now. Uh, okay. First time in hell. Uh, also, uh, my whole world just exploded, so I'm processing some pretty heavy stuff here. Um, but uh, yeah, rest assured, like I, I'm all in. Okay, uh, I, I just okay. became a sheriff, and I take that responsibility very, oh, very congratulations. seriously. Congratulations. Well, thank you. I mean, congratulations to you for going to be sharing a body for a bit. Looks like you're a sheriff too. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! Well, congratulations, Sheriff Juniper. Oh, Sheriff but, Juniper. Yeah, right? It's fun, isn't it? Feels like a new persona. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's all new to me. Uh, also, uh, I'll teach you how to shoot. Uh, I suspect we're both going to need that. Um, but uh, honestly, just happy to have you on the team. Uh, happy to be a part of your team. And uh, I think this is the beginning of a, a beautiful, uh, vaguely self-indulgent partnership, given that we're just each other. Yeah. Likewise. Let's... Let's do it. Cool. Pong. Well, this is one Pong. great collide I can get behind. <laughs> Yay. Uh, can I ask you a quick question just because I want to make sure I'm understanding this mechanically for my yep. brain. So the Juniper, as the central character, we'll just use the term Juniper for the merge. Mm -hmm. The Moss 
like fallback personality and Juniper herself are in the combat wheelchair, but the personas are not because they merge in or it's uh, just the moss is in. So every, wheelchair. everyone is merging into one being, um, yep. in the combat wheelchair. Um, if Juniper wants to, um, re-evoke, uh, the personas she has used previously with the combination of their abilities and the sort of merging, she'll be able to essentially, uh, beast form the entire combat wheelchair and body into that form for a limited amount of time. And that that's Juniper. That is if she wants yeah. to be OG Moss, um, basically any of the personas she's got, she can essentially polymorph her entire being into for a short spell of time. Okay. So that here's my level of confusion, which is Juniper is a persona yep. of the Juniper yes. character. So now Moss body is the central body, but she can morph into Juniper or any of the other personas? Yeah, it's always going to be confusing because there's multiple Mosses, and technically Moss yeah. is the base character for both of these, these characters, right? So if we're looking at Moss is the prime, is the actual person, right? So we've got Moss, yes. we've got Old West Moss. Mm -hmm. Old West Moss, um, because of the, her injury, is permanently stuck uh, in a sort of multi-shift form uh, and is unable to walk anymore. This moss uh, is merging with that moss to become kind of one dual moss. Oh, yeah, I, I, I understand. Yep. I think I'm just trying to understand what the base form of of new body is. What it does is the going new body to be Juniper like? in the combat wheelchair because yeah. Old West Moss is asking OG Moss slash Juniper to take the lead. Essentially, what I want right. to do is find a way for us to not have kind of two versions of moss running around at the same time with similar goals but one of whom has like none of the context for what's going on oh yeah no that'll make yeah. perfect sense i was just trying to understand that like day to day in a combat wheelchair yes. personas outside of that not combat wheelchair yeah. because wheelchair folds into body magically yeah that's literally all i was said i can picture it now so and it, it makes sense because juniper is also like the primary persona mm -hmm. so it's not like a tremendous amount of effort to become juniper like it would be the other yeah. personas yeah, exactly. So essentially, um, we're now it treating works. yeah, we're now just treating um, our kind of standard moss, or sorry, our standard Jesus Christ, our standard juniper, uh, almost as having juridic powers. So rather than just switch, switch, face oh. is different. It's like full transformation. We collectively are this thing. Transform yeah. back out, uh, back to natural. How state long do I get that? Here, um, it lasts for that? an hour. Um, okay. You can keep it going longer, but you'll take uh, levels of exhaustion for each uh, each additional hour, uh, okay. just because this is a tremendous effort. Uh, since you aren't yeah. a druid and you aren't technically uh, transforming, but yeah, cool. just wanting to respect uh, the state of both characters and uh, the the state of uh, their bodies and their situations. Uh, so that is where we're going to land on that for now. Awesome. Cool. Um, I love it. So with that, um, there's uh, the, the, the sort of essences merge uh, centrally. And uh, as you uh, blink your eyes, uh, Juniper, you find yourself back in the room and you can see a very relieved looking Rhett um, fully take down like a whole mass of red strings. Um, and he just kind of like winds them up. Uh, and he says, thank you. If you hadn't found common ground, uh, this, all of these horrible realities would have come to pass. And because of you, they won't. So, so thank you, uh, Moss and Juniper. You've already managed to save thousands of lives. Uh, now, I do oh. believe I rather cruelly uh, removed you from an important situation. So uh, I'm just going to send you back there. It has been a true pleasure. And, um, well, best of luck. Always strange having new roommates. Am I right? Uh, if you see any of the other hosts, say hi to me. Uh, say hi for me. <laughs> Wish I could retcon that. And then he claps. And uh, suddenly, uh, Juniper, you find yourself falling through the sky again, uh, plummeting uh, towards a Hydra who is uh, screaming in rage. Uh, and next to the Hydra, um, you see your old pal, Butthole Farch. Wait, where are we? Wait, what, where are we going? Wait, but, oh, oh shit. Uh, and in your head, you hear uh, Old West Moss just say, oh, hey, you're going to want to hit the, uh, the the grav repulses there real fast. Otherwise, we're going to smash the ground real hard. Uh, and you find your hand uh, drifting uh, over to the uh, control button on the combat wheelchair. And uh, the anti-grav is activated. You can find yourself falling much more smoothly. Still at a rapid rate because it's not really built for this, but it creates just enough 
resistance that you're not like death dropping anymore. Uh, and with that, you you land uh, next to the one and only Butthole Farge. Hey, good to see you. We really need to kill this Hydra, though. So let's keep the focus over there, and we'll kiss later. Okay. Laura, roll for initiative, please. Ooh. Side note, your chair is really cool. Uh, thanks, 14. <laughs> Juniper at 14. Uh, excellent. Uh, and uh, having reunited part of the party, at least, uh, the two of you turn to face... Uh, Ferdinand the Hydra, who <laughs> currently has an elbow deep problem of an angry fucking dead god. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar. J-A-A ZZAR, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Christian Mendez, Anna Zed, Fire Unfriendly, Logan, Great Dane, and Jill and Noel LaPlante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. This is Yanni, and welcome to season two of Harlem Queen. Thank you for listening. The season picks up with the search for Michelle. You are listening to the Floyd J. Calvin program. And now, straight to the headlines. Manhattan debutante and socialite Michelle Mondesir has been kidnapped from her Connecticut boarding school. There is a tri-state search for Mademoiselle Mondesir, who is 15 years of age, Caucasian, and was last seen yesterday evening going to her dormitory. Stephanie is frantic and she risks all in order to find her missing daughter. We will find Michelle. There are troopers all along the New Jersey and Pennsylvania highways. That's not enough. Madame Stephanie St. Clair posted a $10,000 reward for information that leads to the safe return of Ms. Mondesir. You need to take down your reward, Stephanie. I will not. Those no-good couples are already saying she's dead. The connection between the debutante and the numbers queen is unclear. And Stephanie still has to contend with Luciano and Schultz plotting to push her out of her own turf. Word on the street is that it's Schultz. Who cares about a lost colored girl? This one is white. Fifth Avenue debutant, a lot of money, well connected. And I want to find out why Stephanie is so fixated on the girl. Stephanie is highly invested in her safe return. What do you need me to do? I need you to cheese it. What about Sinclair? You tried to clip her twice. Is she pushing up daisies? No. We're going to get her another way. Even Halstein is suspicious. Is he truly a friend or a foe? 
She's putting herself behind the eight ball. There's something more there, and I need to find out. In the meantime, someone has to earn the money she's deciding not to earn. You have no power in this case, Stephanie. In fact, you're a liability. I will do everything in my power to get her home safe and sound. Listen up for season two. Harlem Queen is a recipient of the Lower Manhattan Cultural Council's Creative Engagement Grant. And once we all get through this safe and sound, we will have a live radio show of Harlem Queen this fall. More episodes to come. Take good care and stay well. Thank you.